uh, we are going to be talking about emerging specific therapies uh, for acid deficiency. We will discuss the efficacy and safety data uh, from phase one and two trials and uh, emerging phase three trials uh, that were just published a few days ago. So enzyme replacement therapy with olipudase alpha is a recombinant human acid sphingomyelinase pro produced in recombinant Chinese hamster ovary cells. Like many other enzyme replacement therapies for lysosomal diseases, and it has been developed based on pioneering work of Dr. Ed Shuckman at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine for use in patients with a non-neurological form of acid sphingomyelinase deficiency, namely anemic type B and type A slash B. And as you can see in the figures on the right-hand side of liver biopsy, it has been shown to reduce sphingomyelinase levels. On the top panel, we see uh, the staining of kupfer cells and hepatocytes indicated by K and H on a liver biopsy stained with toluidine uh, blue stain, which stains for sphingomyelin. And uh, that is at baseline. And following treatment, you can see really quite striking uh, a reversal of the accumulation of sphingomyelin in the hepatocytes as well as in the kupfer cell. In the lower panel is another stain to look for this uh, abnormal lipid accumulation using lysinin affinity stain. And again, you see using this different approach, there is really quite dramatic reduction of acid in hepatocytes, as well as in kupfer cells. In fact, there is almost complete clearing in the kupfer cell, but there is some residual uh, uh, accumulation in the hepatocytes. So in the early studies, olipidase alpha uh, was dose titrated and up to a dose of about three milligrams per kilogram was shown to reduce sphingomyelin in tissues very effectively. In the early studies, it was found that very high doses, uh, such as uh, greater than 10 milligrams per kilogram body weight, were associated with severe toxicity in the mouse. And this was due to rapid uh, uh, catabolism of the accumulated sphingomyelin that led to a surge in ceramide. And that is shown uh, in the right-hand panel, which uh, following, uh, uh, following administration of a pretty high dose of olipidase alpha in a mouse model of sphingomyelinase, uh, uh, you can see that at baseline, there is no ceramide, but after five minutes and over the ensuing hours, there is a very significant rise of ceramide, which can trigger an inflammatory response. Note that this is something that happens at very high doses. And so doses up to five milligrams per kilogram have actually been shown not to have this kind of um, ceramide uh, release phenomenon. 
So in the phase two clinical trial, uh, it involved five patients as shown in this schematic. The inclusion criteria was uh, adults aged 18 to 65 years. Spleen volume was uh, greater than six multiples of normal. Lung function was involved with uh, DLCO 21 to 80% of predicted value. The liver function was preserved in these five patients and there had been no uh, organ transplantation in these individuals. These individuals started olipidase alpha every two weeks, starting at a very low dose of 0.1 milligrams per kilogram, and over time escalated to three milligrams per kilogram. And the patients were followed long-term. So this was a phase two study. It was non-blinded. The key endpoints were safety, a reduction of spleen and liver volumes, any improvement in lung function, any improvement in hematologic parameters, and bone density, as well as patient-reported outcomes. And this study was uh, led by Dr. Melissa Wasserstein at Montefiore Hospital. So these are the uh, patient's uh, uh, demographics at the baseline in the phase two SN clinical trial. Patient had symptom onset from the age of 4.2 years, ranging from zero to 12 years. Uh, and as you can see, these individuals who were adults uh, had um, lived with this chronic disease for a very long period of time. There was a significant gap between the onset uh, of symptoms and the diagnosis, which was 7.2 years. And it was very late in their natural history when they were becoming quite sick that they received, had the opportunity to have the first uh, infusions of olipidase alpha, as you can see, 32 years. So as we map the natural history, uh, there is an early onset in childhood, late diagnosis, and then living with the disease for up to uh, three, three decades. The S-sphingomyelinase activity was diagnostically low. Patients have very significant splenomegaly, averaging 12.7 multiples of normal, ranging from seven to 17 multiples of normal. And there was very significant hepatomegaly, averaging 1.74 multiples of normal, ranging from 1.21 to 2.23 multiples of normal. Here are the results of the phase two SN clinical trial at 26 weeks to show the efficacy. Again, what you're seeing is toluidine blue staining of liver biopsy uh, showing heavy infiltration of this toxic sphingolipid, sphingomyelin in hepatocytes and kupfer cells. And at week 26, there is a dramatic reversal of that. And on the right-hand panel on the top, you can see the quantification uh, of the inclusions of the single myelin. Concomitantly, uh, uh, this, there was a decline in uh, splenomegaly as well as in hepatomegaly in every one of these patients. And these were the results that were obtained within 
uh, uh, only six months, and these are remarkable uh, uh, signs of uh, exquisite efficacy of polypidase alpha. In the phase two trial at 30 months, uh, uh, these are the data on the reversal of uh, hepatomegaly as well as splenomegaly. As you can see that the reversal of organomegaly was sustained over time for up to almost three years. And in many patients, there was an incremental reduction of uh, splenomegaly and liver volume over time. Concomitantly, there was a gratifying improvement in lung function as shown here with rising DLCO. And one of the most encouraging aspects of this data is that this improvement continues, particularly in patients who started with very low DLCO at the bottom of this figure, figure three. Uh, and they, they had only 40% predicted, these three individuals, and you see that they, they, it rose. And these are the kind of responses that can often be associated with uh, being able to wean off home oxygen therapy. The high resolution CT scan uh, also showed commensurate improvement in various indicators of infiltrative lung disease as shown here, whether they were ground glass opacities or interstitial lung disease uh, burden and reticular um, uh, shadowing in the lungs. So at, uh, these patients continued on olipiseris alpha uh, for 42 months. And here is a summary of the efficacy at 42 months. Uh, interestingly and very encouragingly, olipiseris alpha improved lipid profiles uh, from atherogenic uh, profile to mark reversal of that pattern. There was progressive reduction of proatherogenic lipid markers with reduction of total cholesterol, reduction of LDL cholesterol, reduction of VLDL cholesterol, as well as reduction of triglycerides. Excitingly, uh, there was progressive improvement in the anti-atherogenic lipid marker, HDL cholesterol. As you heard from Dr. McGovern, HDL levels are very low in these patients uh, at baseline, and there was a marked improvement in HDL cholesterol concomitantly with rise of apolipoprotein A1. Here, uh, are the data at 42 months uh, showing uh, uh, disappearance of sphingomyelin accumulation. As you can see at the baseline, there is toxic accumulation of sphingomyelin uh, in kupfer cells as well as hepatocytes, hepatocytes indicated with an H, kupfer cells with a K, uh, and this is a stain with toluidine blue. And at six months already, as we discussed, there is a marked decline in these, uh, uh, in these uh, toxic inclusions of single myelin. And at 42 months, there's virtual disappearance. It all, uh, if one were to look at this biopsy, 
uh, on the whole, it would be passed as normal. S safety, of course, was a very important objective of the phase two clinical trials. Uh, we found that all patients experienced mild treatment emergent adverse events. No patients experienced severe treatment emergent adverse events. And the most common events were headaches, nausea, abdominal discomfort, arthralgia, and fatigue. So now we switch our attention to the phase 1-2 SN pediatric clinical trial. As we have learned today, there is a huge burden of the disease in children affected by S-sphingomyelinase deficiency. And we've just learned how this disease uh, responds to olipidase alpha in adults. We will now examine the outcome of the clinical trial in children. Here, the inclusion criteria were aged less than 18 years. Spleen volume was five multiples of normal or greater. Height scores uh, were low at less than minus one C-score. Mean platelet counts were greater than 60,000. Patients had uh, preserved liver function and there were no acute or rapidly progressive uh, neurologic symptoms. 20 patients in a global uh, study met these inclusion criteria and they started intravenous olipidase alpha every two weeks at the low dose of 0.03 milligrams per kilogram and then escalated gradually to a maximum of three milligrams per kilogram every two weeks. Patients were followed long-term uh, to monitor for the key endpoints, safety, of course, spleen and liver volumes, liver function, lung anatomy and function, lipid levels, platelet counts, as well as growth parameters. And so uh, these were the patients, a summary of the demographics of the patient. As you can see, it spanned all of the childhood from adolescence, four patients, childhood, six to 11 patients, and early childhood or infancy, less than uh, six years. And there were seven patients in that group. Uh, the children, six to 11 year old children uh, included nine individuals, and there were four adolescents. And by definition, all of these patients had a severe disease indicated uh, by symptom onset within the first one or two year of life, leading to a diagnosis very rapidly, but uh, somewhat delayed um, uh, after two and a half years. And then uh, patients were, had lived with this disease, these children, uh, for a period of time uh, before they had an opportunity to participate in the clinical trial. And so the average mean age of enrollment was eight years um, uh, after the diagnosis, uh, and then ranging from 3.4 years to 14.8 years. These uh, children had a diagnostically low S-sphingomyelinase uh, activity in peripheral blood leukocytes, and a significant number of these children had very severe splenomegaly, as one would expect, averaging about 60% of the children 
having splenomegaly that was greater than 15 multiples of normal. Here are the data uh, stratified according to the childhood stage for the, the reversal of hepatosplenomegaly. And what you can see is the effect of olipicid alpha uh, at week 26 and week 52. Uh, in, shown in adolescence, in, in the childhood group, and in the infant or early childhood group. And in every one of these uh, groups, there is a dramatic decline in splenomegaly. Uh, at six months and at one year up to uh, greater than minus 50%. Gratifyingly, the youngest children have the most striking uh, reduction of splenomegaly, but this is uniform throughout the ages in the childhood. We see exactly the similar trends with the reversal of liver disease indicated by hepatomegaly. And these are very sig highly significant changes from baseline at six months and one year uh, in the adolescence, uh, in the infants and early childhood uh, uh, individuals, and also the older childhood group. Again, with a reversal of liver disease, you see the most striking uh, uh, reversal of disease in the infants and early childhood, although uh, we see the same trends in other, other groups across uh, childhood. It was exciting to watch uh, concurrent improvement in the atherogenic lipid profile. So there was a, a striking a reduction of atherogenic dyslipidemia, indicated by progressive fall of total cholesterol, uh, which was uh, related to fall in LDL cholesterol, but combined with a very striking rise of HDL cholesterol. Triglycerides also fell, reflecting a reversal of the VLDL lipoprotein. And so on this figure, you can see that there is a, a reduction in VLDL as well as LDL and a beneficial rise of high-density lipoprotein. These were very uh, um, gratifying data on uh, striking uh, reversal of growth failure uh, shown as a high C-score in each individual uh, 20 uh, children uh, uh, enrolled in the clinical trial. And overall, the trend is reversal over a one-year period. These are uh, very impressive data compared to, um, uh, as we have come to expect in other lysosomal diseases. And by least mean square analysis, these improvements in growth failure were all uh, uh, were significant uh, in the uh, childhood age as well as in the infant uh, uh, in the infants uh, at one year, and there was a trend towards statistical significance uh, in the adolescence. Again, underscoring that earlier treatment would prevent this uh, growth failure that can uh, uh, melt into the uh, adolescence and then into, into early adulthood.
So the safety outcomes, of course, are extremely important. Uh, and uh, we found that all patients experienced at least one treatment emergent adverse uh, event, which were mostly mild, 88%. One patient had a serious treatment-related adverse event and anaphylaxis, but successfully continued treatment after desensitization. The common uh, adverse events included fever, cough, vomiting, nasopharyngitis, diarrhea, headache, nausea, rhinitis, oropharyngeal pain, ear pain, and rhinorrhea. Other events are considered related to treatment included uh, injection reactions, such as itching, fever, and vomiting. So we've seen uh, very promising data from phase one trial in adults, and then the SN phase one, two trial, uh, uh, also in children. I'm very pleased to say just in the last few days, uh, the phase three clinical trial uh, data were published in genetics in medicine, and multinational study led by my colleague, Dr. Melissa Wasserstein and Montefiore Hospital. And this was the randomized placebo-controlled clinical trial evaluating olipidase alpha enzyme replacement therapy for chronic S-sphingomyelinase deficiency in adults at, at one year. And the goal of the trial was to assess the efficacy and safety of this enzyme replacement therapy for non-central nervous system manifestations of S-sphingomyelinase deficiency. This, this clinical trial enrolled 36 adults and they were randomized one in one to receive olipidase alpha or placebo intravenously every two weeks uh, with an intrapatient dose escalation to three milligrams per kilogram. The primary efficacy endpoints were percentage change from baseline to week 52 in percent predicted diffusing capacity of the lung for carbon monoxide and spleen volume combined with splenomegaly-related score in the United States. Other outcomes included liver volume, liver function, sphingomyelin content, pulmonary imaging and pulmonary function, platelet levels, lipid levels, and pharmacodynamics. The results uh, showed that by least mean square percentage change from baseline to week 52, it favored olipusade alpha over placebo for percent predicted diffusing capacity of the lung for carbon monoxide. 32% versus 3%, which was highly statistically significant. Spleen volume decreased concurrently, averaging 39% decrease in the uh, olipicidate group versus 0.5% increase in the placebo, again, highly statistically significant. Concomitantly, there was a decline in liver uh, volume that was also highly significant compared to placebo. Splenomegaly-related score decreased in both groups. Other clinical outcomes improved in the olipicid alpha group compared with the placebo group. 
there were no treatment-related serious adverse events or adverse event-related discontinuations. Most adverse events were mild. In conclusion, therefore, olipidase alpha was well-tolerated in this major placebo-controlled clinical trial and associated with significant and comprehensive improvements in disease pathology and clinically relevant endpoints compared with placebo in adults with acid sphingomyelinase deficiency. There are other preclinical uh, investigational treatments for acid sphingomyelinase deficiency, and these include gene therapy with an adeno-associated viral factor, specifically AAV9, to deliver human acid sphingomyelinase. Currently, there are preliminary studies ongoing in animal models. Another novel approach has been inhibition of fatty acid amide hydrolase to reduce degradation of the endocannabinoid system too. In preliminary studies in mouse models uh, and in vitro studies uh, published in this uh, reference cited here, number two here, by Bartoli et al. in Embromolecular Medicine, uh, th there are, are promising uh, responses uh, uh, for this type of approach to treatment. So in summary then, acid sphingomyelinase deficiency, otherwise known as neiman pick type A or type B or type A slash B, comprises a group of potentially life-threatening disorders caused by deficiency in acid sphingomyelinase enzyme in the lysosomes and lysosomal accumulation of sphingomyelin. Acid sphingomyelinase is caused by bioallelic mutations in the acid sphingomyelinase gene designated SNPD1. Common symptoms presenting uh, include hepatosplenomegaly, but not uh, nemenpic B and AB, are, but note that nemenpic uh, um, type B and type AB, highly heterogeneous disorders. Oliposidase alpha is an investigational treatment that has been shown to safely reduce liver and spleen volumes, reverse atherogenic uh, dyslipidemia, and other signs and symptoms of ASMD, including uh, uh, lung disease and growth failure. 